Hi, I'm Mitch Casper, and welcome to WhatIfAcockyTalk.com podcast number 73. Today I'm going to be joined by my regular co-host, Daryl Manchalenko. Hey Manny, how's it going? Fantastic. Mitch, where you been? I've been I've been waiting to hear from you for so long, and now we're here doing a pod again. It's yeah. fantastic. It's awesome. Well, and we talked about it. We've talked about this many times, and just for our listeners out there, um, this is official. We are going to be doing a weekly podcast, and for the most part, we're going to try to have it up Monday mornings. Uh, today was a little bit different because Manny was on the road, so we're going to have it posted Tuesday morning. Uh, it's going to be the same format. It's going to be basically... A slight change. This could be 99% Jets and, Jets and NHL. We might throw the odd thing in there to even like today talk about the Bombers a bit. Just like how I've done on the website. I've gone taken a little bit different direction because it can't always be... I can't think of enough stuff to, to cover hockey at times, but uh, we shouldn't have too much trouble with that during the winter. It's, uh, it's Well, there's it, with the Jets being off a week before these two games and then now a week off, uh, it's, it's a little on the dry side. Uh, for for hockey talk, that's for sure. Well, and it's funny too, is because uh, you know that last game left a sour taste in my mouth, and you get a full week to stew on it. It's uh, <laughs> it's not good. But anyway, the Jets' record after the after the trip is a ho hum ho hum not a ho hum a ho hum eight five and one. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that uh, is, is it the old saying that your record you are what your record is? Um, yes and no. It, Eight five and one. If you said at the beginning of the year uh, we're not going to play well for the first little bit, we're trying to integrate some new players, some younger players. Not sure what the chemistry is going to look like or how we're going to play. You know, how we're going to react to trying to get back to the way we were last year. I'd probably take it. They're six three and one in their last ten. So if you look at a ten game spot, what and appreciate we haven't hit twenty games yet, so it's a rolling ten games. But uh, you take six, three, and one in a ten game ten game segment every day of the week. So um, I, I don't want to go and say you know let's just uh, relax and uh, you know things are going to get better because there's been too many things like discipline and uh, you know inconsistent five on five play that that has me. Moderately concerned, um, but at the end of the day, I think the game has changed dramatically, and we may not see the type of hockey we saw last year out of any NHL team. And you know, you know, stuff is going on when the Islanders are. I think I read today they're like plus twelve on their goals for and against. When do the Islanders know how to play defense? Maybe they had to get rid of Tavares, but. Suffice to say, the game has changed a little bit, and and so maybe maybe that's uh, a byproduct of a of a team like the Jets that aren't uh, super super tuned in yet uh, to their five and five game. Well, they're not tuned in at all, as far as I'm concerned. But what I find really funny is that in some of the games where they've played their worst, they've managed to put it together in the third period to make some nice comebacks and have get a couple exciting wins, and then conversely. One of the best games I thought they played all season was the game in Toronto. Uh, discarded about five minutes of that. They were textbook, and I sat there and I watched that game, and I'm going, need that next goal, need that next goal. We just needed that next goal, and it was almost the same thing. Well, it was the same thing in the order game where they blew that lead. 
they played pretty good, but let it slip. Well, things happen. You can you can deal with that every once in a while, but at least we got the point. You know, I wouldn't have felt so bad at least if we got the point in Toronto. But then again, the Florida game. Go back to the Global Series, and in the first game, they played like crap. It was I could not believe it, how how many terrific scoring chances Florida had in the first you know, 25 to 30 minutes. So I'm talking like grade A chances, and I felt sorry for Hellebuck, and he played well. And then you go to the second game, we dominated that game. It was a textbook first period. Florida barely even got out of their end. Uh, we scored a couple, and then the old bugaboo. The penalty started, and we couldn't kill them. And for some reason, they went out of that 1-1-2 kind of penalty kill that we hate, and they started chasing the puck, and Keith Yandler was left teeing it up for two games from the top. It was it that was a hell of a shot on his first goal in, on the Thursday game. Yeah, it, but like that, that. I don't know. I don't know if anybody could have stopped that rocket. Yeah, I, no, and I totally agree. It was. I mean, it was right in the crotch of that corner too. It was a great shot, but you know, I'm I'm concerned. Like you brought up something that uh, I guess needs to be talked about. We'll get into. Well, since we're talking about the global series, <laughs> let's have a laugh and talk about that reporter who asked uh, Paul Maurice that question. Like, you know, <laughs> is uh, Line going to show Barkov who's the daddy in Finland? You know, and then, and then Line A, and of course Paul Maurice chuckles about it, lets it go, and uh, as it turns out, uh, Patrick Line did show. His good buddy Pat, or his good buddy Alexander Barkov, who's the daddy in Finland, uh, three goals, albeit on the power play, and one is an empty netter, and then that snipe in game two was a shot I've never seen. That was something. So he comes out of uh, he comes out of the Global Series with four goals, and now leads the goal with leads the team with seven goals. And as I pointed out in my random thoughts today, he's actually scored more goals in Finland than he has in North America, which is kind of kind of an oddity. But uh, I, I don't is he back? I don't know. Uh, how long are we going to see that line together? I don't know, but at least, you know what? I, I, I'll take 50 goals if they're all on the power play. I don't care. Just score. Well, goals are goals, and, and, and it's clear that uh, that the game right now is, you know, goal scoring is way up on average, and, uh, uh, you know, it's we'll take them, right? Like, we will take them. There's no two ways about it. But there's, he is not playing to the same degree that, uh, you know. So let's not uh, let's not get fooled or let's not get too excited about two games. Uh, he has a lot of work to do, and and uh, but he's still only 20 years old. So you know, I, I as much as I, I love Line Eight, but I think he's been awful this year more so than any of the other previous two years. Um, and when when Buff is yelling in the corner uh, to for skate, him to move his skate, feet yeah. and get his get his wheels going, that is an indication of how his game is, and his code, you know, his teammates see it, and you know, you don't say that just because the guy is you know had a bad shift. Uh, you you know that's a level of frustration. Well. Maybe frustration is a strong word. That's the level of awareness that his teammates have of his game and them trying to get him going. So let's hope he comes back and he's uh, taken those two games as uh, as a launching pad for for better play. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, he's, he, he's only 20 years old. Every sniper goes through... Um 
little droughts were. And sometimes it's not even droughts, it's like everything's off a split second. You know, I mean, the more, the better you get, the less time and space you have. And for me, that's the biggest thing. He's getting no time and space on the breakouts, and he's struggling with that. And when he has the puck on his stick in the offensive one, sometimes it's just not the right teed up in the right spot. And once again, time and space. Good players will work that work that out. They'll, you know, they'll find the open ice and make sure they have enough time. He kind of did it in Finland, which was nice. But, uh, you know, I don't, you know what, like, I'm not worried about his production and, uh, and everything else. Yeah, he'll figure it out. It's, sometimes it's, uh, you know, paralysis by over-analysis, right? He'll, uh, he'll I, I'm not worried about him. I, you know, I, I and I know, I know he's not really uh, on our list of uh, topics for, for the show, but it just dawned on me that, you know, a guy who's came, who came in to the Global Series as much on the hot seat as anybody, um, was Nikolai Ehlers, and you know, over the last few games, his uh, his game has improved, and he scored a you know a nice uh, a nice goal, and um, you know, so here's another player that hopefully is going to continue to to get better, and uh, in and for Liney and Ehlers, if both are playing well, it's likely it's they'll end up being back on the same line together, and. Uh, that can only you know mean good things for the Jets. Yeah, I, you know nowadays the, these forwards they pl- they play so similar, similarly. What's the word? <laughs> and yeah, um, that- and uh, they can feed off each other pretty easily. It doesn't take long to adapt. Uh, for me, that I guess uh, the thing with I'm not gonna I don't want to you know beat that to death. Like I think Brian Little's fine. Everybody wants to blame everybody wants to blame Little for that. And I'm not one of those guys. Certain guys are hard to play with, and you know when Lionel's on the ice, a lot more attention gets paid to him, and that just means that the other guys got to pick up their game. And if everybody's paying attention to Lionel, then that means that Wheeler and Shifley and whomever, whether it's Connors or on that line or whatever, there's always you know there's always got to be somebody who's got to pick up that slack. And I guess that segues me into our next point is, you know, right right now the Jets are living on the power play, and uh, basically Wheeler. And Liney are, are feeding, they're living off the power play, and the five on you know, five on five play isn't all that great, and not many points put up. And you know th- that concerns me a bit because you know special teams dry up too. You're not going to be running at 33 percent all year, and this power play is probably why the record is eight five and one right now. Um, I don't have any doubt. Like once again, five on five, everything will work its way out. But it's uh, it's a little concerning because it's a 14 game sample now, and there's not a lot of scoring being spread out at all it's uh it's uh it comes in bunches and it comes on the power play not getting nothing out of the fourth line that's another story but uh you know overall we just it, it and it'll come it'll happen the five on play the five on five play will pick up they'll score more there the special teams power play will come down everything will work itself out and i hate being one of those guys saying that and everybody says well it's still early well 14 games in it is still early what I find strange is, you know, we're 14 games in and we have a finally have a healthy Brian Little, and they can't figure out the lines. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the strange part to me. But what do you think? Well, Maurice is, has a pension for bringing out, you know, the blender. He's done it his entire career. He's done it. He did it last year, but because a couple of key players uh, are 
are not performing um, to the level that perhaps we'd like them, the fans would like to see them, maybe the coaches would like to see them, but more importantly, their teammates would like to see them. Uh, there's a lot more adjustments going on. And, and you know, and when we were in the position that we were in last year at this time, you know, one player that's picked up a center role in Roslovic, um, it's it's kind of highlighted the issue of our our bottom six, perhaps. You know, and, and I know this is this may be hard to describe, but our consistency with our some of our lines has been lacking so much that it actually highlights how poorly the line that should be doing well is you know is underperforming. So there's a few things at play here. And outside, and frankly, outside of uh, Lowry's line, uh, no one has performed well five on five. No one has. No. So it's it's a collective group thing, um, and you know, is it is it the way of the, the the league right now, where goal scoring is up and it's a it's a race to to ten every night? I don't know. Uh, it sure seems like it. Everybody's power play seems to be up a little bit, you know, with the exception of the teams that are notoriously poor. But, you know, uh, how many teams are over 30% right now? I think there's four or five teams. Yeah. But what I find uh, bothersome to me is that uh, uh, Paul Maurice right now, and he, he makes a lot of decisions that kind of, they, 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 to be honest, they, they kind of piss me off a little bit. I mean, when your team isn't scoring five on five, why are you trying to trade chances they, the Jets seem to have no respect for the other team's top lines. They don't pay any special attention to them. That's always, let's put Shifley against that line and let's see if we can outscore them. Well, that was fine last year because it worked. But how many games in do you, can you, before you go scratch your head and say, uh, it's not working very good. Maybe we should clamp down a little bit and maybe shut down the neutral zone. You know, watching our neutral zones like watching a hot knife through butter. Teams are whipping through there at full speed and, I dare, th- I want, I dare the Jets to try to let them, let the Colorado Avalanche play like that on Friday night with McKinnon and those guys. Um, yeah, we just is, uh, is that is that an issue of the coaching or is that an issue of the players, maybe not being, uh, in in full gear yet. Well, I mean, like I can't, I can't imagine. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend Maurice, but. I can't imagine he's coaching him to play that way. Well, you know, it just goes to show you how young this team is. Yes, there's a lot of veterans, but there's a lot of young guys. I don't see I don't see Nashville struggling with any of this. But then you look at their team, it's a pretty hasn't veteran, changed. It's a pretty veteran team. They play the same way. Why are we not playing the same way as last year? Like why something defensively has has changed. I don't know what it is and uh far be it for me to try to figure it out. I see what I see, but uh yeah, I'm not Well, we yeah, it's it's you see Ehlers, you've seen Line A, uh, Roslovic, who had one shift uh, in the Leafs game there in Winnipeg, where he missed his check, and Tavares went to the net, scored that goal, and it was a backbreaker goal, and yeah. Roslovic blew the coverage. Well, so, yeah, I mean he did blow the coverage after after Buff and I think it was Kulikov messed it up too, but still that still was his guy. Bottom line, there was. Like three that's mistakes, right. three mistakes made on that goal, and that seems typical of the Jets. There's a lot of, a lot of breakdowns, and yet, but here's the thing though, 
I mean, so that happened in that game. And then the next game, they go into Toronto, and they played as good a hockey game as I've seen them play in two years. They were textbook. I mean, 2 nothing cruising along. They had chances to get that third and didn't get it, and that might have been the game they needed just to show that they can play. See, they, got a, they haven't played a game of 60 minutes yet. From, like, no, know, they like haven't. A textbook game, like one of those ones. That that game was their best game. Oh boy, they played well in that game. Just that, get, like, that broke my heart. That game to watch that, I just could not. I I sat there. I was in stunned disbelief that we came out of that game with zero points, and we lost to the shit. Boy, you know what? It, there's nothing worse than knowing guys that are Leaf fans and having them beak at you. And you got to listen to that when you had them. You know, we had them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 chemistry is a fickle thing. It really is. Like I mean. Just because you had it last year doesn't mean, you know, and, and the Jets have been, you know, so fans in the media have been putting pressure on this team. You know, you got this couple of years ago, the 2019 Stanley Cup champions or the Winnipeg Jets. So that's been bantering around like right from, you know, training camp on. The expectations are higher and this team's got to learn how to deal with higher expectations because that's what's going to get them over the top if they can deal with it great if they can't it's going to take another year of learning for this team to to get to the you know to that level of uh stanley cup uh finalist and you know hopefully get there but let's not also get too hasty we are in the top three, we are in a in a position to uh, to to uh, control our destiny, if you will. You know, with uh, Thanksgiving's a couple three weeks away. Yep. You know, so uh, there's still a lot of you know there's still some positive things here. Is that our game is only going to get better? Well, it there, has to get better. Do you remember last year we talked? I don't think it was it was on a podcast. Or if it was just privately, we were saying, "It." I, I'm worried about the Jets made that run, and the fans are starting to already plan the parade for the next couple of years. And I said, and we both said, you know, it might get worse before it gets better. You got a bunch of guys coming out of the lineup that uh, that got us there, and whether we liked them or not, they got us there. And now you want to get the kids in there, and everybody had Roslovic pencil penciled in at number two center. I scoffed at that from day one. It goes, "You're out of your mind." I mean. He's yeah, not ready for that. Well, he's got a lot to learn, and, he, and he'll get there one day. He's got tremendous skill, I have no doubt, but we want to always fast-track everything. We'll get to the cup when we get there. Roslovic will get to number two center when he gets there. Does everybody slow down? Um, we're going to be a different team in a month, and we're going to be a different team in two months. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind we're going we're gonna to go in the right direction, but uh, you know, I don't want to be too harsh because I saw this coming, and... I just hope the people that were, you know, that were overly optimistic aren't down on the team right now. Well, I'm not down, but I'm not, you know, like I'm just sort of, uh-huh. I'm watching and going, uh-huh. yeah, you know, when's this going to get good, you know, or is this what we're, you know, has the game of hockey done another sort of, you know, was there a storm in the Southern Hemisphere that changed the uh, NHL axis over a little bit to, <laughs> you know, create a different playing field again? Like it's it's a little bit of a weird season. Yeah, I know? think we're. I will. I think we're. Here's the thing. I think we're well suited to go anyway. But I, I want to ask you something about our goaltending. 
Um, what have you thought of Helly's play? And, well, Laurent Brossois has been pretty good. He's only played three games, and that's another story because I think he should have played in on Friday in game two. But, and I said that before before we heard the, or before the game ended. I just thought that Helly had uh, a big workload in the first game, and he got a lot of shots, and he just needed a day off. And Maurice said, well, you know, it's not like we were playing on the road, and if a guy bangs me on, bangs on my desk and says he wants to play, I'm letting him play. You're the coach, make the decision. History shows that uh, he's not great in back-to-backs. Uh, Laurent Boussois has been pretty impressive in his wins, and uh, he's been very good, actually. But uh, your overall thoughts on Helly in his, uh, all his starts this year? I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been outstanding uh, other than the first game in the Global Series on Thursday. I, you know, he that he made some outstanding stops in that in that game. But outside of that, if I had to pick a goalie who has played above, you know, I think Brossois has been the guy who's probably played above his standard or expected standard. Expectation. And one... You know, and maybe expectations, but but even just like he won us some hockey games, and and so I kind of thought it was an odd choice as well to go back to to Hellebuck in the second game, especially given the performance of uh, Brossois in the, in in his role so far. I don't think there was anything to lose by playing Brossois. Yeah, I know. You know. Uh, you know, and it was everything to gain in that situation. But by playing Hellebuck in that that back-to-back situation, there was lots to lose, and so so I, I don't agree with it. Um, but having said that, uh, you know, I, I I am sure this wasn't done. You know, the decision to play him wasn't done lightly, and um, you know. So, you know, I think it was a player, coach, uh, goalie coach uh, decision. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, we yeah. can't argue the one-off decisions. You know, we have to look at the collective. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the one-off, I don't think it was the right choice. But Well, heavy one round we'll one. See. We'll see what happens next on the next back-to-back. You know, and I don't mm-hmm. think he, I don't think he lost him that game. I just didn't think he just looked a tad like I'm talking a tad off. That's all, no big deal. But uh, let's get to the goat of that game, uh, Brendan Lemieux. Uh, sparse ice time takes two dumb penalties, a high stick, and then a headshot. Uh, costs us two goals, and we lose four two. And you know me, we have a little bit varying opinions on it, but I'm of that of that belief that. You know, fourth liners should be seen and not heard unless needed, and you can't have a guy like that. First of all, I didn't like him being in the in the game anyway. I thought there's you don't sit you don't sit Roslovic over Lemieux in a in a game where you don't need Lemieux. You don't need his grit or sandpaper as Pomo likes. But uh, cost us. A I game. think that I think that move with Roslovic was all about sending a message to Roslovic. It might have been because he he has and it has nothing to do with putting sandpaper in the lineup. I think. Uh, sure. Okay. I th- I think I think it was, you know, Roscoe. Let's just have a seat and you know, kind of think about it a little bit because, you know, he's a better player than he's shown. And and yeah, we can argue about the minutes and we can this and the players he's playing with, but 
that's you know every player has to rise above that if they want to be a good NHLer they have to rise above that and it's not like the players he's playing with don't have some skating ability you know Lemieux can get up and down the ice a little bit um you know he was playing with Perot but you know he's getting used to playing that center ice spot at the NHL level and he's struggling with it so a little reset was okay the unfortunate part is um, I think the Jets are playing Lemieux a little bit more uh, because they need to know whether or not this guy's gonna gonna stick around. Hmm. I, I I just hmm. I, I I don't <laughs> know if this guy's an NHL player, and I don't think the Jets know if he's an NHL player. And he's definitely you know you alluded to it before that uh, or in in your. Uh, random thoughts that, you know, he's probably a fringe NHL player. And I think that's, that's definitely the case. But, uh, having said that, um, you know, he has a, he has a history of undisciplined play. And we all know that the NHL today, you cannot be undisciplined. And so he's, he's, they're giving him a chance to, to, to prove that he can be the player that, uh, you know, he thinks he is because, you know, I've had it uh, on some, you know, some good, good, reliable sources that, you know, he overestimates his value and, and it's good to have confidence. But, you know, some of his attitude in the dressing room with the Moose didn't go over very well. And it took some, it took some players, some veteran players to stand up uh, you know, according to, you know, some some sources that he had to, you know, get knocked down a notch or two. Mm. And so a, a player like that has to realize that the NHL isn't played like his old man played it. Right. You know, you can have that grit and sandpaper and all the rest of it, but you got to be able to stay out of the box. Well, and that goes for to... anybody. Yeah, for sure. And, and those were and those were typical Lemieux penalties. Yeah, they really were like like uh, overzealous and completely just brainiac moves. You know, they're just just without. They were well. I think I read. I don't know if it was uh, a response to to your you know post today or, but someone said let's. I, I hope he you know he serves his two games. And get sent back to the moose. And I think that's probably the right message to send. If you want your young players coming up, you know, to, you know, figure it out, hey, send a message. Well, I'll tell you, the curmudgeon has spoken. He's got his two-game suspension. After that, he can go back to the AHL. I could care less if I ever see him again, unless, unless he proves that... I don't care about the suspension, to be honest. He's stupid. That stuff, hopefully, we can he can work out of his game. But he needs to show some game also. So, uh, big. So he goes down to me. It's no loss. No big deal. I don't really care. Uh, I just hope that they don't... I just hope that they don't keep him around. they got to send a strong message. And, uh, like I say, he's a fringe NHLer. I don't really care about him. Uh, we have enough guys. Like, I want Vessa lining up. I want to see Niku up. I'm not worried. I'm not going to lose any sleep over Brendan Lemieux getting suspended and being sent down. Well, 
I mean, I it. want those guys. I want those guys coming up and playing when they're ready. Yeah, true. You know, and I'm, yep. I, you know, and so we can we can say how poor our left side defense is right now, and bringing an eco up, we're instantly better. Well, I'm not so sure we are. Yeah. You know, like so, there's no harm in in waiting till after Christmas if that's the case. Well, Nico's in trouble get, with his own team right now. He got, uh, he got yes, he, he got he got sat, and that's so. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to learn for him too. You know, absolutely. So, I really think, you know, the player that I really want to see succeed, you know, is is Nick Patan in this in this position. Me? He's the guy yeah. that can now take the bull by the horns. Yes, yeah, I agree. And and go and show. You know what? I've paid my dues. I've had a bunch of you know rocky roads, uh, you know, behind me. I'm ready to go and 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 get this done. And nothing, I think, would make that team. Nothing would make that team get over its funk than seeing a successful Nick Patan. I think. I think he's liked, and I think. Uh, I, think I the, agree. I think the players like it, and I just, that just brings me up to another point. Uh, Mike Zygmanis was on Hockey Central at noon today, and he said something really interesting. He said, uh, "You know, the players they know who should be there and who shouldn't be, and they know which guys should be in the AHL and who should be up." And I just wonder, uh, <laughs> I wonder how that dynamic plays in the Jets dressing room, uh, like how players are received. It, it always seems like they're wel- welcomed in pretty good, but I wonder if they, you know, internally um, do the Ottawa Senator thing and, <laughs> and question the coaching staff. But we kind of got to move on here, Daryl. I just wanted, to, wanted your comment on that, and then we'll talk a couple seconds about the Bomber game before we wrap it up. But uh, what do you think about the dressing room dynamic? Do those guys care who gets called up and down? Do they pay attention, or do they... Like, do they say, man, I wish Patan was, I love the way he moves the puck and blah, blah, blah. Like, do players talk to, okay, if they, they, they may talk to each other. Do, does the leadership group talk to the coaching staff and assistant coaches and things like that, do you think? Um, if a player's been up and down, I think the players, you know, like when I, you know, we'll use uh, uh, Nick Patan, who's been up and down from the minors uh, to the big club, you know, would, would, a coaching staff go to a Blake Wheeler and say, okay, but you know, like, what do you think? Maybe, but I think those guys quietly know when a player's ready, you know, I, at least that would be my instinct is they, they know uh, good players, know good players. For sure. And they I know, you yeah. know, like, you know, they know when a player is the quality of, the NHL, a first line guy, second line guy, third line, fourth line. Thanks for coming out, and you know, here's your uh, parting gift, right? You know, like <laughs> they get it. I, I think they get it. You know, and um, I think that's just a natural. You know, good players know it. Bad players know it. They all know who who can play and who can't. So. You know, so I I do believe that th- that sorts itself out, and there's minimal interaction. And you know, so I'm not so sure that uh, you know there's a big to do about it. Um, I think everybody gets it on that front. Okay, I um, yeah, I yeah. I just uh, thought that was interesting that he said that, and it, that's you know, players thinking that. But uh, anyway, we got to wrap her up here, so let's just do a quickie, quick hit on the Bombers. Uh, 
So they play in Saskatchewan this Sunday afternoon. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, are you, do you care to make a prediction, or uh, we'll leave that to the other guys? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it all depends on who plays quarterback for Saskatchewan. Well, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Claris. So you know he got rattled pretty good, and uh, you know stuck in the game for a while, then left, and you know so is he going to be a hundred percent? I don't know. Uh, that Saskatchewan clearly is a team that uh, got it together this year, and you know we certainly took one that took one from them late in the season. We have momentum on our side, yep. so um, I think it's going to be a close football game, uh, and uh, of course I want the Bombers to win because you know what, enough's enough. We we got a breakthrough one of these days like it's like for crying out loud let's let's just get it done fellas um but we've got a lot of good and what what made me what made me feel a little bit more comfortable about our plight is that yeah we lost the game on sunday but we didn't get blown out oh we played well you know so we played well we you know the score was you know close as far as I'm concerned and uh, you know Edmonton had something to to play for we didn't Edmonton needed to show a little pride in their game that Riley played the whole game for them you know like all of those things played um, you know towards a potential lopsided game but we played well and I think that that's going to carry over uh, to to Sunday so we win the guys by that played- by what? We win by five. Nice. Um, I like the matchup. Um, um, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of our defense, but then Saskatchewan's offense doesn't scare me that much. This game's going to be won and lost by Saskatchewan's defense and our offense. Um, this time of year, it depends how grungy it is out there. Uh, I like our running game. Um, I just think Matt Nichols looks a lot more mobile, a lot more confident, so... Hopefully he can uh, keep up the good play. He doesn't have to, like, see, the thing with Nichols is he never has to be great. But it's, the big thing's going to be our defensive secondary and our front four. Uh, big Hill needs a big game. Our defense needs to completely shut them down. And I think that we can win a close one, too. But, uh, yeah, go Bombers, go. Um, Daryl, I just wanted to uh, let our listeners know that uh, the podcast, our podcast, can be, you know, listened to in all the regular places. There's actually a link for it right on our website plus I'll, I'll i'll post it on twitter a couple times it's on itunes it's on podomatic it's on anchor fm spotify you name them all they'll be there so uh for anybody listening just want to let you know that we'll be doing this on a weekly basis and uh, starting next starting next monday hopefully every monday and daryl i want to thank you for joining me and taking time out from your busy work schedule and uh, uh we'll talk next week right absolutely see you later guys